Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Danny Klinkscale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Insightful and witty commentary, probing interviews, and detours from the beaten path. Every once in a while, we have to bring out the big dog. Yeah. Oh, God help us. It's time for Danny Unleashed. <laughs> Sponsored by Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. Go to EastonRoofing.com for more. Yes, indeed. You're in the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Seren Petro with you as we roll through a very busy Friday. Thank you for joining us here in the uh, program as we uh, are going to welcome in Danny Klingskill. First of all, I will tell you, uh, great specials back at the uh, meat counter. You can get the 85% lean ground round. Ground fresh several times each day, three seventy nine a pound. Uh, get the uh, choice ribeye steak, boneless 12 ounces, $10 each. Uh, fresh chicken breast, boneless skinless, two ninety nine a pound. And, of course, we're here uh, over in Harry's Brewery. That's where you can get real beer, uh, no longer 3.2. Uh, percent alcohol in Kansas. They are selling the real deal uh, at Harry's. The biggest selection in town is at the Harry's here at 135th and Metcalf. Uh, come check it out. Uh, this is the time uh, for you to get stocked up for this weekend and, of course, uh, on into the 4th of July weekend. Uh, great specials on the national brands and uh, even uh, great specials on the craft beers. You can make your own six-packs if you'd like. Great specials on the Corona, Corona Light and Corona Premier. Uh, six-packs of the 12-ounce bottles are seven forty-nine. Uh, make sure you get stocked up on it here today at your neighborhood hen house. It is time to talk to Danny Klingskill. You heard it. He's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing, where, uh, of course, uh, not only is it the best place, as we've said, commercial, residential, uh, Joe and his team do such a fantastic job, uh, but also uh, looking to hire. Uh, yes. Right now, business is growing and going so big, uh, they need more people working. They do indeed, and it's a great place to work, and uh, you uh, obviously have project managers, uh, repair uh, people that are needing to uh, be hired because they're doing such great business. It's a great place to work, drug-free, exciting, safe, fast-paced, and friendly. Every once in a while, he takes his uh, company guys and go to a Royals game and things like that. I've seen him out there yep. tailgating, doing that type of stuff, pays above scale, guaranteed work all winter, and benefits include paid vacation, phone and vehicle provided, simple IRA match. You can reach out via the website or call the office. So there you go. Yeah, it would be a, a great place, I'll tell you. Uh, Joe's a great guy. And uh, if you're in the business and you're looking to work for a great company, uh, 913-257-5426. That's 913-257-5426. Find them online at eastonroofing.com. And if you call the office, you get to talk to Sam, which is a great thing as well. Yes, it is. She's a wonderful gal. She is. She is a very I sweet I get to lady. see a lot of the workers uh, most Fridays. I go I swing by, say hello to Joe yeah, after the program. Very nice. And uh, usually they're 
swinging by because it's payday. <laughs> so I get to see I get to see the guys who actually uh, did my gutters a couple of weeks ago, and I wasn't there. And then I did the program here, and then I went back home, or I went by the office, and there, and the guys who actually had done my gutters were there. Okay. <laughs> so I got to talk to them. They were great guys. Uh, gutters are important. And they're big fans of the show, too. Yeah, gutters are important. Um, and whether it's a repair, which is one of the things Easton does a great job on repairs, because I know they repaired my roof uh, for me. But gutters are no joke. If your gutters aren't working, you're going to have some big, big, that, that's how you end up with a lot of foundation problems. So Exactly right. It's no joke. Uh, Danny, all right, uh, let me start uh, with uh, where the Kansas City Royals find themselves. At the midway point, are you seeing the light at the end of the tunnel? I'll make it as simple as that. I, I don't think I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, but I think we've stopped seeing the train coming in the other direction. Okay. Uh, you know, they, they were so bad, uh, and now they've just found enough ways to win more than the occasional game that I think this is a better atmosphere for growth for the players who are playing well it's not that you can't count when Hunter Dozier's playing great ball or that Adalberto Mondesi and don't we all wish that he had picked a name like Pookie or something yeah <laughs> I do Adalberto I can't it's say just it. it's not you have to really slow down to say it but uh, anyway uh, if they were playing well in a completely sterile environment of losing, you know, six out of every eight games, I don't think it proves as much. Sure, it's no fun to lose, but there's no pressure at all if you're playing in games where they don't mean anything. Now, it's not as if they've inserted themselves into the pennant race, but when you're playing more spirited ball and you're winning half your games which they've done for a while now i think that's a better environment for moving forward now do they seem to have enough in the pipeline to you know make us think that in the next year or two they're going to compete or something like that i don't know i don't think so uh, i think they need probably you know they drafted those four pitchers last year in most franchise cases you would think that if one of them became really good that's a that's a pretty good batting average for baseball they probably need more like two and a guy who's a reliever for the third one they need the next two draft choices that are going to be super high the one they just made in Bobby Witt Jr. and the one they're going to make next year to probably be at least good players if not great so there's a lot of question marks still but I just think also I think about the fans a lot, and at least over the last few weeks, going out to the ballpark has had the promise of an entertaining night at the ball yard instead of, well, I guess we'll go and watch them lose again. Uh, so, yeah, those things are, I think, improved. Certainly. All right. Um, I think uh, I, I get what you're saying. Um uh, and, and listen, I agree. I'm seeing enough to, to feel. You know, I have people. Oh, Tate Moore's not the right guy. I disagree with that. I'm I'm fine. You know, this is a process that we knew was going to take a while, and, and immediately everybody's like ready to rebuild. And when you're only two games under, uh, and and still fighting for something in 18 or what would have been 17, we should have just blown this thing up. Okay, now it's blown up, and everybody bitches. Right. Like this is blown up. You don't blow it up, and then two months later it's fixed. So this is what you get. Uh, when you do that, so I, I, I'm. I think they did miss an opportunity to get a little more return 
not that they should, you know, for people to say they should have blown it up after 15 or even after, you know, no. But at the All-Star break in 16 and 17, I think they missed some opportunities where they'd have more talent in the pipeline now. I do think that. And I do think that they have sort of danced to, to, to dance with two girls at the same time. Uh, you know, they've tried to. Serve two masters, yes. if you will. I know. You use that phrase a lot, so I was trying something different. Yeah. <laughs> serve two masters is better than doing. dancing with two girls, I think. But that's why you say serve two masters. That's why That's why stereotypical or uh, tried and true phrases uh, become that, because they're better than the ones that we try to dream up with on the, on the spur of the moment, like I just did. But I think there's a little bit of that. And I also think it's if you do come out and constantly say, that we're trying to win ball games and we're not going in the tank and tanking's awful and this and that, then there is a little different expectation. Uh, I mean, you think in Baltimore, they're probably not as, as irate as they are here, you know, for, for some people. To, and, and fans really are hardly irate here, but I think there's probably less disappointment. Uh, Why? Because I think that they see that they're tanking, you know, that they, you know, they trade Manny Machado and they, you know, do things like that. So, that's why I guess it would be, and also they're they're playing in a division where you probably you better tank, because you got to be real good. Now on the other side of it, Tampa never tanked, and they, you know, they're good again. Now they've shown shown signs of weakness the last few weeks, but after their runaway train for a while, so this fans can look at it at both sides of it, but I think probably in, in Baltimore they think, hey, we got the number one pick this year. We're going to have the number one pick next year. That's what happened with the Astros. Look at them. Now the Astros did a million things right and, and become a good good club again. The other danger, I think, for the Royals is looking at the landscape of baseball now. Who's winning all the biggest markets again? And, uh, you know, I think that's, you know, People do overlook the fact that, you know, the Yankees have a lot of homegrown talent on their team right. and the Astros have a lot of homegrown talent. But So do the when, Dodgers. But, and so do the Dodgers. But when it comes time to win, then they can aid and abet it. They can dump Homer Bailey and pay his entire salary when it doesn't pan out with their team. So they have that luxury. So they have it both ways. I think you, you sort of, to win, you have to, it's very difficult to win if you don't have both. If you don't do great work in scouting and develop your own players and you have the money to go out and get big free agents too. I mean, the Red, the Red Sox have a lot of homegrown talent. Right. We're talking to Danny Klinkscale, dannyklinkscale.com, or you can read his work, hear his work, see his work. Uh, his All website, of that. Yes, uh, at uh, dannyklinkscale.com. Um, who gets traded? Not who would you trade. Who gets traded at the deadline? Jeez, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope that – Anything except the Lucas Dudas of the world. If there's a taker, get traded. I mean, some of the people that they they acquired in the off season that you were hoping might turn into pieces that they could trade stunk. Like Brad Boxberger and Chris Owing, they're both cut. I mean, those are guys that you those are mistakes. Yeah. Not the fact that they wasted money, which they did. They wasted about what four million dollars between them, five million dollars. No. Well, off the prorated version or what they paid them. I think it was two and a half for Boxberger and three for Owings. Right. And they had to pay it. They they're paying it. They're so paying it. So, so, yeah, so five and a half. Not just that. I mean, that money's gone anyway, whether they were here playing or not. Now, if they traded it, they wouldn't be paying it. But they don't get anything at, at all in return. I mean, if Boxberger was a, a good piece in the bullpen, you, you can get a prospect for him. 
if Owings is a, a versatile player, is hitting 285 or something like that, uh, then you can get something for him. I'm so not, those those are mistakes. They're not big mistakes, but no. they they are, they are mistakes. And but who do you who do you see them trading? Well, first of all, let's talk about what they cut because I'm a big believer in the lower end of free agency is crap. It's absolute crap. And this is an example. Now I got no problem. I I, I have no problem with any of the Royals free agent moves because they pulled the plug. Right, I know everybody was ready to pull the plug on Chris Owings seven minutes after the, the first pitch <laughs> right. was thrown. But, you know, they gave him time to try to start hitting. He didn't. They pulled the plug. And and I'm fine with that. Um, but the me, mistakes still hurt, though. They do. They do. And, and I've said all along, I, I still would like to get to the bottom of, particularly when they brought him back for one year, what they got so sideways on Mike Moustakis for. They had $100 million for Eric Cosmer. Now, uh, that's reportedly where their last offer was. And Dayton Moore said, listen, if we got that deal done, we were going to have to unload some other people. So it's not like that was, you know, $20 million a year on a five-year deal was just there, and now they haven't spent it. If they were going to do it, they were going to dump somebody somewhere to unload some other money. Okay, I don't know what that is. But when it didn't go right with Hosmer, you were ready to move on. But when it doesn't work out for Mustakas, you've got to be ready to circle back and keep one of your own. And I know you loved covering Mike Mustakas. <laughs> I mean, he... he, uh, he he raised my profile. Why yeah, shouldn't I be happy with that's the... right? Uh, what is this? What 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 what, what is this? I'll try one more time. Yeah. Uh, you had the game winning hit. What was it? Uh, why are you doing this, Mike? Why are you doing this, Mike? Um, I've argued through the ball well tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> listen. He had those moments. He was a red ass. He was a red ass. He was apparently a red ass to coaches. So he was not the easiest guy to manage. But Dayton Morris said talent first. And he said 23 bombs yeah. this year. And 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 he said talent first when I asked when there were jokes going around spring training that right. if he had the number one pick, he'll, he'll take whichever guy is, is the nicest, right? Um, and I said that to him. He's like, no, talent is going to be number one. And, I, and I've had Ross says, you just try to put together a team of nice guys. I'm like, no, because now that he's made an ass of himself in New York, I'm going to go ahead and out. Jason Vargas is an AH. Holiday gift. Always was. Yeah. Uh, yes, can I help you? You okay? You good? Yeah. No. <laughs> I love how Jake goes, no, my fault. <laughs> you have all the buttons. We, no, no, he was. We knew where to look. Yeah, he, he, uh, you know, Vargy had a yeah, great Vargas game was, tonight. Was uh, he threw the ball well for us. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that's what, that's what he meant. Uh, Danny, that was Danny uh, yeah. talking to Moose. But Var- Vargas was a jerk. But And maybe he was a great teammate amongst the guys. But he was a jerk. I mean, I mentioned right. one of the things he did was I saw him come out of the shower, and everybody was around. Whoever started that night had the locker next to him. Lockers fell next to him. And so everyone was around getting the sound. He wasn't there when everybody when that pitcher started. And so the, the people with their backs to him were infringing upon his space a little bit. But that's where the pitcher turned around and said, okay, I'm ready. He dictated. His teammate dictated where he was going to talk. Right. So the reporters, the handful of us, that there are, or them, uh, that that are there, that there are there. Um, we're talking, he comes back from the shower, and I'm standing off because we had, I don't know, Curtis or whoever was actually getting this. Right. So I'm standing in the back listening to him and then just kind of watching what else is going on in the clubhouse. <clears throat> and I'm pretty sure he knew I was looking, basically, he's right in my line of sight. And so he takes his towel and wipes his backside. Now, let me tell you, I'm not saying he he padded 
the water off his cheeks. Okay? I'm saying with hand, wipes his backside with the towel and throws it at the back of the reporters. Now, had I been hit with that towel, there would have been an issue. I'm not saying I'm going to punch the guy, but what you saw from Vargas with the Mets may have happened right there because I'd have said, what the blank are you doing? Right. Right? And I'd have turned around and said, Swanson, get the blank over here right now because I'm not going to sit here under any circumstance and be dehumanized by this piece of crap. This is not happening. No, and, and, you and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said something to him. I said, by the way, I want you to know what just happened, and if I ever see it again, then it's going to be full blow the next day, and I'm going to start quizzing him about it, and he's going to get on tape, and his teammates are going to get start, start getting asked about it. Okay? So now I lost my point. I became crap on that. Oh, Moose. Okay. So maybe maybe he's a great teammate. Maybe he's not. You know, I, I, I don't know. But if you're willing to bring on Jason Vargas. Right. Then you got to tolerate a guy who hits 38 home runs, sets a new club record for home runs, and how quickly the franchise just went. Yeah, I, I, it didn't seem like that. Although it, it did seem mutual, I'll say that. But he did come back, right? So, it, you know, there was a place where he would have set the differences aside and and come back and played. Now he had no takers at that point in well, time. Well, and, and let me be clear, the Brewers had him last year, and they offered him all of a. One-year deal this year. So he may have been the exact same guy with right. the Brewers, and that organization's like, we'll deal with him, but we're not giving any guaranteed money because he's a jerk. If we give him guaranteed money, he's going to go to 11. No, we're not doing it. It may be like, – I want to be clear. I'm asking. I'd like to know why. I, I, I'm sure there's a reason. But, you know, when we talk about these little $2 million here, $3 million there, it's a one-year $10 million deal for Moustakas. Right. Kick out Willie Peralta's two and a quarter. All right, I'm 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 up to seven and a half now. Right, right. I, I'm I'll get you there. Like you know, get rid of Maldonado. I'm there, and you have a guy who's barreling towards 45 home runs, playing at one of the corners. Hunter Dozier, Mike Mustakis, and, and also looks like a finished corner. Went and and Montessi look like a finished. In, like your infield and Sal comes back. You're you're ready to win a championship with that infield. And and also, you know, it doesn't matter what we say. The fans love Moose. They yeah. wore, they wore Moose ears, and yeah. you know that they, you know they don't they don't have to talk to him on a daily basis. Uh, they just have to watch him hit home runs. And, right. And and you know when, when some guy, you know it's like Matt Kuchar now on the PGA Tour. You know he's got a he's got a chant, Cooch. Everybody, you know it's easy to say whatever. It, it, he's proven to be a, a jerk, but nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, you know, they still go cooch, and everybody still went moose. My <laughs> moose <laughs> There it is. So, anyway, uh, it's, so you, you know, now putting butts in the seats is overdone in baseball. You got to win. I mean, you know, when a starting pitcher is a stud, that's about the only thing that really moves the turnstiles as far as star power is concerned in baseball generally. Uh, but still, you know, moose is popular. Yeah, uh, so it, he would have been a good sign to bring back. Um, well, that's that's my frustration with the free agency. Is like I think I'd rather have one prime guy, and then then live with Cam Gallagher, right? When Salvi goes down, just live with it, right? Because Maldonado has, has certainly, I'm sure, done a much better job behind the dish. Everybody late raves about what he does. Well, behind but the Cam dish. Gallagher is supposed to be a good defender and a good pitch caller, and so whatever. live with it and, and Ned's a catcher so how many times how many games do you watch in the major leagues where the catcher is looking over at the dugout every pitch 
I mean, there are teams that do that. Yeah. So, I mean, you can babysit the catcher if you want. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's it. Now, I will say, I don't have a problem with, okay, we're going to take that $10 million and we're going to throw it at five long shots. And if we hit one, like Jeremy Guthrie, trading for Jeremy Guthrie, ended up sticking and working. Right. That worked. Homer Bailey right now is turned back to the good Homer Bailey and looks like that might work. And so if out of those you end up being able to trade Billy Hamilton, trade uh, Homer Bailey, and trade Maldonado, then okay, instead should accomplish. Instead, really, none of them have worked to a great extent, except not Bailey, here. Bailey right now. Yeah, not here, but if they deliver the goods in a trade, so be Right, it. but you have to, when you sign him, you have to expect them to produce so, right. th- so that the other teams think they're worth trading for, right. and unfortunately that didn't happen. Now, all right, we're going to uh, take a break. Uh, we come back. I want to talk about uh, what the Chiefs will be without Tyreek Hill for two games, four games, six games, eight games. I know Nate Taylor's uh, leaning towards in his latest report that he's hearing it's going to be around four games. So what do the Chiefs look like? What does Andy Reid look like coming out of the gates? Uh, we'll talk about that next with Danny Klinkscale. Danny Unleashed, he's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Uh, great time. If you're looking to get into a great, great company uh, to work here in Kansas City, Easton Roofing is that company. Call 913-257-5426. They're hiring right now, 913-257-5426. Find them online at EastonRoofing.com. More of Danny's reason irreverent podcast after this we're here with joe spiker the president of easton roofing and joe you worked for other companies in the construction industry what inspired you to start your own company in eastern roofing well you know danny when you are working for somebody else you oftentimes don't get to see the project through from beginning to end and you don't get the final control over the customer experience and i wanted to build a place where people can come and get work done on their house and not have to worry about being treated the wrong way and get a good customer service experience start to finish. The company slogan is, Where Integrity Matters. Why is that so particularly important to you? Well, for us, what that means is treating each other with respect at work, treating our clients with respect, and making the right choice, especially when no one's looking. So when you're presented all the time as a contractor with choices that have to be made are you going to make more money on this if you cut a corner? And we just wanted to make a place and a slogan that said to our people and to whoever is our customer, we're not going to do that. We're going to make the right choice, regardless of profit. Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. You're in the program. Wow. That's the thing about a cold. You never know what's going to happen when you first open your mouth. Could you hook me up with some ice and water, Rudy? I'm sorry. Wow. That was a rough one. You just don't know. Once you're rolling, right? you, you know that uh, Get a vibe. it's okay. But uh, the first one, the good news. <laughs> Seren is uh, swilling honey right now. Very nice. Right over there off the shelves. We did pay for it, by the way. Um I got a fresh jar of honey. It does a good job. See, like I'm already better. Perfect. Can't tell I even have a cold. <laughs> it's a lot better. Uh, it it, it soothes, uh, soothes quite a bit. Yes. Soothes the savage beast. That it does. Uh, we're at Hen House. 135th and Metcalf. Uh, if you want to stop by and grab some lunch, Boar's Head uh, has such great meats. And, of course, they've got their chicken sausages and their hot dogs. They're selling them right out front. Going to be growing them up for you. Two bucks for the chicken sausage, a dollar for the hot dogs, the meal. 
you can get with a hot dog. Uh, three bucks includes chips and a drink. So come on by and get stocked up with everything you need for the weekend at the Hen House. Meat counter, and of course, the real beer is here as well. Even the specials on the Corona, Corona Light, Corona Premiere. Uh, come down and take advantage of it. It is here at your neighborhood Hen House. Danny from dannyclinkscale.com is brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. Uh, hiring full-time residential and commercial roofing repair techs and uh, project managers as well. As well, uh, Great place to work. Drug-free, exciting, safe, fast-paced, friendly, pays above scale, guaranteed work. All winter and benefits include paid vacation, phone, and a vehicle provided, and simple IRA match. Uh, they can reach out uh, to them via the uh, website. Uh, EastonRoofing.com or call 913-257-5426. You know, it's an easy way to find their website. What's that? You go to DannyClinkScale.com and you'll see their banner Ooh. ad there, and you can click on that. It'll go right to the website. I like that. So, uh, so then you can check out, like that. check out the content, record-breaking content. Uh, is it really? Well, this week there were records set. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever do you mean, Danny? Whatever oh. do you mean? There was a bit of a conflagration that perhaps spiked interest in uh, com. Did it really? Uh, yeah. Okay. But anyway, it was. Uh, you can find all the great material there from the perhaps controversial to just okay. plain movie reviews, like I did a movie review this week. So uh, yeah, all kinds of different stuff. And today... Kansas City Profiles, which is each and every Friday, will be my conversation with Jeff Montgomery. Oh, really? Oh, very nice. Royals Hall of Famer. Uh-huh. Very interesting chat that we had. All and, right. Uh, you can check that out uh, later this afternoon when it goes up, sponsored by Easton Roofing as well. No doubt it'll go viral soon after. Certainly will. Yeah. Certainly will. Uh, Andy Reid, first four games, no Tyreek Hill uh, is the expectation. I mentioned that's what Nate Taylor is kind of is hearing. Uh, it will be Nate Taylor from The Athletic reporting that. Uh, you hear him here regularly in the uh, program. Uh, I had the interns, you know, because they're Curtis today. Right. Takes two men to fill the shoes. Oh, I'd say literally, probably literally more, really. But, fill the shoes of Curtis. But Seymour. you only have two, so that's the way it's going to have to be. History of Andy Reid in his uh, first four games. What do you suppose his record is? And I will tell you. I remember you doing this. It's fairly lackluster. 80 games. I'll say he's. 42 and 38. I'm, 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 I'm having to do math here because they did not. One, one of the things the they should know is that Curtis does the math. <laughs> they did not choose to do the math. I uh, see. Therefore, I am doing the math, which is taking us a second. Um, they they just uh, put the records? Uh, yeah, each one. They, they did not think. Uh, think about adding? You know, I, I found through the years that uh, – the younger you are, the worse you are at math. Is that right? <laughs> you ask people to do math now, like math, like in their head or back timing for the radio or whatever, and you might as well ask them to go to the moon. <laughs> it's like I revel in like giving somebody a quarter, you know, when it's like twelve dollars and twenty-five cents at the at the store. That give them a quarter and watch their head spin. I mean, I know that per, at one of the hen houses, Curtis told me that to help their help, it just doesn't tell them the change on the cash register. It says two five one one three quarters, two dimes, then a nickel and a penny. I mean, it, 
basically says it to him instead of like you know twelve seventy six. I uh, I I want to see you do this uh, do this change. I, I don't think you're be quite as good as you think. <laughs> I I actually love numbers. Once they started throwing X's at me and and you know things like that, I hated it. But I did pass geometry without being able to show the work because I could do the problems in my head. Well, <laughs> then I'd get a C because, I, you know, they'd have the space for the work. Yeah. And i just make it up. Uh, <laughs> so, anyway, but simple math I love doing. Yeah, well, you know, what what, what more can anybody ask for uh, right. than, than being able to get through geometry? Um, <laughs> well done, Danny. I'm proud of you. Uh, no, but seriously, um, he's 48 and 32. Oh, 48 and 32, not 42 and 38. So 31 and 25 with the Eagles. Right. 17 and 7 with the Chiefs. Okay, so coming here, he hadn't been so great in the first few games, but here he's been fine. 31 and 25? It's all right. I mean, it was, yeah, but a division winning team, that wouldn't be a pace that, well, I guess that'd be a pace to what? That's about about 10 win pace? You don't, he doesn't, you're not ace, you're not screwed. Right. You know, I mean, I, I so he, he keeps you in the game. But with the Chiefs, he's gotten off the great starts. He only had one. Here, here are starts. 4-0, 2 2-2, 1-3, So it's sort of been feast or famine. I, I don't know how you can say that with two 2-2s. Two and twos. Well. There's only one sub I guess that's not. Start. I guess that's not famine. But 2-2 two and two is a lackluster start if you have designs on winning the division. But you're not dead. No, you're not dead. No, he hasn't buried himself. And his 1-3 year, he made the playoffs. Right, wasn't that when they went one and six? Yeah, one and five. One and five. They one went and ten five. in a row, and then eleventh in the playoffs. Right. So the bottom line, <clears throat> listen. Well, I think that about, Andy Reid comes out of the blocks with an advantage on people. He usually trots out a couple of things that eventually the rest of the league <laughs> picks up. They not only pick it up and use it themselves; they sort of pick it up and, and defend it a little bit better as the season goes along. But he usually does have a jump on somebody. Uh, jump on the early opposition with some new tactics offensively that haven't been seen. Um, He's good at that. I uh, Do they really defend it that much better? I, I think he, yes, because I think he ends up, some stuff that just absolutely blows blows people away early on, he ends up using less or ditching a lot of times, I think. I think you're talking straight out of your rear end. No, I think, for instance, a lot of times he'll come out and he'll do, say, the in-motion shovel pass to Tyreek Hill. And early in the season, they'll use it a lot. And then as the season goes along, it becomes more of a surprise element. You know, maybe they were running it five times a game early on, and, and eventually he hardly ever has the ball pitched to him. I think I think that's like... No, I think that's true. I, I I don't think there's ever a time he ran the inside pitch five times in a game. I bet you he never did. Maybe he didn't run it five times. What I'm saying is that they <laughs> ran it less. They ran it less as the year goes along. I I'll okay. stay, I'll stand by that. Okay. So you can you can stand by disagreeing. That's what we're here for. I, I will. I will. <laughs> you can say I'm full of it. So second half when they're catching up to him last year. I didn't say they were catching up oh, to him. Okay, what I'm saying what okay. I'm saying is that what are we saying? He adapts. He catches people by surprise early on. Then later on, maybe he uses different tactics. It doesn't mean like they slow the offense completely down. It just it just he is not using that 
complete surprise element later so, in the year. What I was going to get at is if the idea is that, like, oh, he's out of gas in the second half. Uh, second half last year, 37, 26, 51, 40, 27, 28, 38, 35. Well, he's got Patrick Mahomes now, so, and then so it's less him. And, 31 and, and 31 in the postseason. It's less him and as much, I mean, he's got the guy now. Right. So he doesn't have to even be as good. He doesn't he have is, to be, and he is good. he still is. And he is good. So. What, what I would say is there is absolutely nothing to complain about on offense and absolutely nothing to worry about on offense except injuries. Right. As long as Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes are here. I would tend to agree with that. I think because this is the I first mean, time... look at look at the look at the Patriots. They've never really had great, great offensive weapons. You know, across they, they, across yeah, the board, yes, they, uh, they have they have a Hall of Fame. Yes, they did when, when, they, when, when they had had Randy Moss. When they had Randy but Moss, I mean, I don't think they had Wes Welker. I don't think they had a killer running back at that point in time. They've always had serviceable. I, I'm just saying they they didn't have a Marshall, you know, one of those Rams offenses where they had a Hall of Fame running back and Hall of Fame wide receiver, and then the next wide receiver was really good. They haven't had that, and they've still been great because they have Tom Brady. Well, and they play defense. They have Bill Belichick. Right. They play defense. But what I'm saying is, if you have the guy, I was just agreeing with your point that By as long way, as you have Patrick Mahomes and you have Andy Reid, they have plenty of weapons. By the way, uh, you ever had a guy in a wheelchair drive by lob a shot at you like that just happened i didn't hear the shot i saw him drive by oh he hates i thought he said blank the patriots and i was like (laughs) that's a first uh for me anyway uh i don't know about he was operating that wheelchair at a high level i'll say that don't get in the way no you're gonna get rocked um yeah so uh lawrence maroney was the back, the leading rusher on that team. Well, there you Thank go. You. Thank you for making my point. Um, he actually was a t- talented guy out of Minnesota. Um, let me look what he ended up putting up that year. 835, they rushed for almost 1,900 yards as a team. They do it the way they always do it. Yeah, it's always a exactly. But receiving-wise, that was the year that Randy Moss blew the world up. Uh, catching the football, Moss and that's the only—that's the only time he threw fifty touchdowns. Fourteen ninety-three and twenty-three touchdowns. That's pretty good. Yeah, thanks, Danny. <laughs> Spicy hot takes on Danny Unleashed. At twenty-three touchdowns. That'll, yeah, that'll that'll uh, that'll work. Um, all right, so here's what I would say. Um, I, I think offensively they have nothing to worry about, and I think Andy Reid. And I said this going into last year, and I'll reiterate it because it's been a while since that I've had football season. The narrative of Andy Reid can't handle the clock is going to go away because now he's got a quarterback that will make the throws. But all of a sudden he's going, well, Andy Reid's really gotten better with the clock. No. No. He doesn't have a quarterback that takes the three-yard check down. He has a quarterback that spins one for 24. Right. And and they get down the field. And so that whole thing is going to change. And I really believe. And also, he was pretty with with uh, Alex Smith. He was pretty conservative at the end of halves, especially. A lot of times, they'd be like, "Hey, why don't they give it a go?" And and you know, they wouldn't. To your point, they wouldn't do something special on first down. So then he'd just say, "Okay, that's good." Enough. You you and I would. We're we're, we're out of here. We're out of here. You and I would need a video department to put together the last two minutes of halves and say, "Okay, let's go sit and watch it." Because you know what my recollection is. There are guys running out there, and Alex Smith is running for six yards and sliding and burning 42 seconds of the minute 51. 
and then he's taking the check down for three. I, I, I think there were guys out there in patterns and Alex Smith wouldn't take the throws. That's what I think. I mean, I, so personally. But when he didn't get a significant gain, which is your point about Patrick Mahomes, that he might get 24 on first down. When they got six on first down, Andy Reid would sort of just say, okay, well, let's screw it. <laughs> let's let's I, take a knee and go to the half. I, I think the, and he won't do that now. I, I think the narrative of Andy Reid has to be completely rewritten before Patrick Mahomes and after because I think what what if, if he wins three Super Bowls, right, in the next eight years, right, the narrative is going to be look how great Andy Reid was without a great quarterback. Right. All the things that can't manage the clock, throws it too much, Philadelphia threw it too much, didn't get to the run here, ran it too much, whatever it is, all that will go down the window, and you will look and go, man, look at all the games he won, look at all the playoff games he won, look at all the divisions he won when he was going at it with pedestrian quarterbacks. And I say that with Donovan McNabb, having been his quarterback for 10 plus years, who I love, but it is crystal clear McNabb was more a product of Reed than Reed a product of McNabb. I would agree with that. And Smith was a product, in my opinion, of Harbaugh and Reed as opposed to them being a product of Smith. Is that fair? It's fair, although circumstances won't allow us probably to find out about Alex Smith post-Andy Reid. That's true. So That's true. We won't we won't be able to find out. We'll take a break. Danny Klingskill is with us. Uh, he's brought to you by our friends at Easton Roofing. A uh, great, great spot. Not only to get your commercial and residential roofing repairs or new roofs done, but also a great place to work. Call the office, 913-257-5426. On the web at eastonroofing.com. Dot com pays above scale, guaranteed work all winter long. Benefits include paid vacation, phone and vehicle provided, simple IRA match as well. It's at Easton Roofing, 913-257-5426 on the web at eastonroofing.com. More of Danny's Reasonably Irreverent podcast after this. We're here with Joe Spiker of Easton Roofing. And Joe, oftentimes people will wait to replace their roof until there is a weather event. What should they know about that? Well, Danny, the important thing to remember is if you're going to turn in a claim to your insurance company, you want to make sure that you actually have damage on your home. If you turn in a claim to your insurance company and they send an insurance adjuster out, it's going to be a claim whether they give you $1 or $10,000. So it's important to make sure that you actually have damage on your home before you turn that claim in. And all you have to do is give us a call. We'll come out, take a look and make sure there's real damage. And we'll tell you if there's not, maybe it's just a small repair and it's not worth a claim. So it's always smart to get somebody you trust to make sure there's damage before you turn in a claim. Quality advice and guidance from Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. Thank you. Uh, welcome back here to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHP. As we uh, broadcast live at your neighborhood. We do. Right Danny, in front of the beer. Danny Klinkscale, which is a good spot for me and you. Uh, Danny Klinkscale from dannyklinkscale.com. You're liking that voice, aren't you? I saw the look when I went, ah. No, I'm, no, you're, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> Just make me sound better. Uh, I think I'll make it to two. I think I'll make I, it. I, I like your odds. You know, you got the chumps that uh, that sort of takes a little strain off. I, you. I may I made down an entire bottle of honey. <laughs> That's good for you. You know that might happen. Um, you fired up about the uh, U.S. women today? I I am fired up about the U.S. women. Starts at two. It does. Will indeed. they win? 
I I think game's kind of a toss-up. You know, I mean, it, it's tough to play on the road, but I, I guess I would lean to them winning. Uh, they would you now, Danny? They seem to they seem to have gotten their bad one out of the way. They didn't play really well against Spain. No, I, I agree. And, and uh, they were that second penalty was a pure gift. I agree. And uh, you know, I. I, I wanted to get this in because I did. I went to the U.S. men's national game the other Gold day. Gold Cup game, yeah. Gold Cup game. And I wrote a blog about it, which was up yesterday, and people can read it. At DannyClickSkill.com? That's right, at DannyClickSkill.com. Okay, sure, sure. And it wasn't just about the game, but it was about one of the phenomenon of that game was that, and this doesn't relate to the women, I'll get back to that in a second, but they played an entire second-choice lineup. And, and, and as sports fans, we've come to kind of expect this type of treatment, like it be it in the NBA where players sit or whatever. This is entertainment. I mean, come on. They, but they sit in baseball. <laughs> they do. That's what I said. They sit in baseball, too. I'm not, I'm not saying it's just soccer. I'm not saying it's that. But it, across the board, we have come to say, oh, yeah, well, that's, that's good strategy. That's good. He needs a rest, whatever. Well, as I said in the piece, that day, they're not lowering the prices or giving away free beer. I mean, <laughs> and you're getting lesser, a lesser product. But you won't be getting a lesser product today from the U.S. women. And I'll also say this. It takes me only about two minutes when I first start women watching women's soccer again to get over the fact that they, they aren't as fast. And then, and then it just becomes a competition, which I think is fantastic in all because people love college football. It's not as good a product as the NFL. They still love college football. Right. So why sometimes women's sports gets demeaned in re- in relation to men's sports i don't get it i don't, I don't get either. it i don't, I don't get it i don't either and, and we we are now full disclosure two fathers with four daughters <laughs> right zero true. sons that's true um but you know you know what okay the wnba that's laughed at all right I, I, which i i don't understand it's just different you don't have to like it but don't make fun of it and and women's soccer you know can they does the ball ping around quite as much as it does in in men's soccer? No, it no it doesn't. But you know, it, it's still great to watch, and it only takes a tiny period of adjustment for me. It's like it's like if you were watching women's track and field; they're not running as fast, but you can't tell right. <laughs> because they're not running against. I people uh, love high school sports. It's not as good. I was going to say I actually have been very impressed with the ball movement of of the U.S. team. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. I enjoy watching the games. I'm I'm having a good time watching the games, and I'm watching games that don't even involve the U, U.S. playing. How would the, I watched the England game yesterday? How would the U.S. women's team against Sporting Kansas City go? You know, I thought about that. I I've, I thought about that. I thought I've I, you know you think about certain different levels as well. Like I watched uh, I watched uh, Trinidad and Tobago. I watched the game the other day before it. I was I watched both games. I was there for both games, and I was thinking to myself, I wonder how. In Trinidad and Tobago, they're not very good, but how would they play against Sporting? And I don't think it—I don't think they would. But it, uh, similarly, I think they would. I think Sporting Kansas City would beat the U.S. Women's team. I do, but uh, I don't think it may be as lopsided as people would think. I think the speed element, right? The top end speed element, and also that you know soccer players aren't particularly big, but they're bigger, right? Uh, right. You know, so yeah, I don't think it would be a good match. But that's that's my whole point is it doesn't matter. They're the best team in the world, and then today they're going to play the second best team in the world, and it's going to be an exciting match. It'll and be it, great, and it's at the second best team in the world's right. place. And it'll, it'll it's be, a road game. It'll be great atmosphere. It'll be fun to watch. I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I am too, and I, I think the team is very compelling. 
I think they've got strong women that are, aren't afraid to speak their mind. I know a lot of people may right, not they're like suing their own, <laughs> They're suing their own bosses. So, but And I know some of the political comments about going to the White House are not going to be well-received by you know, one half of the, of the political voting world. But I will, whether you agree with their comments or not, that, that, that's a woman who's not afraid to stand up and speak her mind. Right, and she also is, is somebody who clearly is patriotic and loves playing for her country. Yes. And so, uh, you know, I think that and, and she's a great player, fun to watch, love the hair. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so anyway, it, uh, it should be a great match, great fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, 2 o'clock. Uh, the, the, uh, so who are you picking real quick? I'll lean toward the U.S., but I, I'm not going to be shocked in, in any way if they get upset. No kind of analysis whatsoever. I am picking the U.S. because <laughs> I'm rooting for the U.S., and I like this team, even even if they weren't wearing American colors. I do, too. Uh, so I'm, I'm picking the U.S., but I have no facts behind it. There you go. Absolute fandom. Just USA. USA. <laughs> Easton Roofing, DannyClinkScale.com. There it is. I did it for you. How's Thank that? you, Saran. This podcast was made possible by our great sponsors like Easton Roofing, the presenting sponsor of Kansas City Profiles at the Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Easton Roofing, where integrity matters. We hope you enjoyed the latest Danny Kling Scale Reasonably Irreverent Podcast. Come back soon for something fresh and new. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.